Welcome to another episode of Islamerican Views. Assalamualaikum. This is uh, Bedawi. I'm joined with uh, Faraz, Abdul Shahid, and uh, one of our uh, visiting brothers, and hopefully continuing uh, brothers, uh, uh, Brother Salah Din. Uh, he's a medical student, and um, he's with us today, inshallah going to provide some uh, great insights on some of the uh, on, on the topic that we're doing today. Nice to have you with us, man. Very nice to be here. Um, so you want to quickly introduce what we're talking about? Okay. So uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, some verses in Surah Al-Hadid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that are in the middle of Surah Hadith, verses uh, 12 to uh, 15. And um, it's going to be a discussion on uh, the meaning of those verses and um, specifically how uh, we could uh, prevent ourselves from falling falling into certain uh, traps mm. uh, on the Day of Judgment so that we don't become... Uh, we don't become uh, one of the hypocrites on that day and be able to make it to Jannah, inshallah. Inshallah. And just to clarify, so Surah Hadid, um, it's chapter 57, if you want to reference it yourself. And the verses that we're going to discuss is what, 12 through 12, 14? 12 through, 12 through 14, 12 to 15. Well, if you want to follow the... Uh, the complete story, I guess, twelve to sixteen would be uh, where you'd want to. Uh, okay. The verses you'd want to take a look at. So you can just, if you want to read them. So <clears throat> Salah al-Din will read it in Arabic, and then I'll read the translation as well. Alright, so on the day you shall see the believing men and the believing women, their light running forward before them. And with their records or books of deeds in their right hands, glad tidings for you this day. Gardens under which rivers flow to dwell therein forever. Truly, this is the great success. On the day when the hypocrites, men and women, will say to the believers, Wait for us, let us get something from your light. It will be said, Go back to your rear, then seek a light. So a wall will be put up between them with a gate therein. Inside it will be mercy, and outside it will be torment. Yunajunahum alam nakum ma'akum 
قالوا بلى ولكنكم فتنتم أنفسكم وتربصتم وارتبتم وغرتكم الأماني حتى جاء أمر الله وغركم بالله الغرور The hypocrites will call the believers Were we not with you? The believers will reply, Yes, but you led yourselves into temptations. You looked forward for our destruction. You doubted in faith, and you were deceived by false desires till the command of Allah came to pass, and the chief deceiver, Satan, deceived you in respect of Allah. فَالْيَوْمَ لَا يُؤْخَذُ مِنْكُمْ وَلَا مِنَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مَأْوَاكُمُ النَّارِ هِيَ مَوْلَاكُمْ وَبِئْسَ الْمَصِيرِ So this day no ransom shall be taken from you, nor of those who disbelieved in the oneness of Allah. Your abode is the fire, that is your, that is your friend or the proper place, and worst indeed is that destination. أَلَمْ يَأْنِ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَمَا نَزَلَ مِنَ الْحَقِّ وَلَا يَكُونُوا وَلَا يَكُونُوا كَالَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْكِتَابَ مِنْ قَبْلُ فَطَالَ عَلَيْهِمُ الْأَمَدُ فَقَسَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَكَثِيرٌ مِنْهُمْ فَاسِقُونَ has not the time come for the hearts of those who believe to be affected by Allah's reminder, which is this Qur'an, and that which has been revealed of the truth, lest they become as those who received the scripture, uh, which is the Torah, the Gospel, the Injil, before. And the term was prolonged for them, and so their hearts were hardened. And many of them were fasikun, which is the rebellious or the disobedient to Allah. Alright, so thank you, Jazakallah Khair for that. I mean, Surah Al Hadid in general is a very powerful surah. It's, you know, um, I think Abdul Shaheed before this was having a panic attack. He wanted to like do the whole thing, but <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna specifically focus on 12, 13, and 14 today. Um, but first, I think it's really important to mention the first 10 verses. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so where should we start? Um, 12. The ninth ayah. <laughs> no, so, can you, so I think giving a little backstory about, you know, kind of what we were talking about before about the whole light situation. Mm -hmm. Like what is this light that, that is mentioned? So in 12, Ayah 12, it says, the believing men and women are running with light or uh, yeah, their light running forward them, forward. Yeah. So what is this light that they're talking about? So um, the light that's mentioned in this verse is a uh, light that comes from uh, between, from the believer's hands and from their chests uh, based on their faith that's in their heart. So mm -hmm. that's where the light from their chest comes from. Mm -hmm. And the light from their hands is coming from the good deeds that they've done mm -hmm. in their life. Um, and so those good deeds and that faith are translated on the Day of Judgment mm -hmm. as light that they could use to 
sea in, in a day where there would be like no sun mm. um, and they would need that light to make their way to uh, Jannah on the, on the day of judgment. And without that light, they, they would be lost and would have nowhere to go. Yeah, so the light is just pretty much they're using it for gui- it's literally guiding them to their destination, right? Yeah. What, what comes to mind with me, especially in, in the uh, the twelfth and the thirteenth ayahs, is the uh, actually Surat al-Nur. Uh, there's a few ayahs there that talk about light, and they talk about the light, the heart of the believer, and also the heart of the disbeliever. We have two opposing things of light and darkness, right? So the heart of the disbeliever is said, I forget what number ayah it is, but Allah Azawajal talks about how the darkness is layered upon layers, layers upon layers of darkness within the heart yeah. uh, for, the, for the disbeliever. And for the believer, we see that there's light upon light. So we have two huge distinctions upon here. Um, and that manifestation of light is... is Done as what we were saying through, through deed, through the limbs and through the through the heart, where the intention is made, the light surely springs from it, yeah. and it comes from the from the limbs to which are engaged in these good deeds too. I, f- I find it just fascinating how everything kind of is connected. You know what I mean? It's like we're we're here, we're living, and we do you know our day to day deeds, our day to day things. We hear about light, we hear about Surat nur we hear about light here, but we don't make a connection mm-hmm. until that light actually becomes our survival tool. It become, So the things we did have garnered this light. It's actually, it's just, I don't know, it's just fascinating how it's just connecting. And it's, it's that light that ends up guiding you to where you ultimately wanted to go in the first place. Mm-hmm. And um, it's also important to like think about, you know, where does this light come from? What's the source of all this light? And that's uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm. And um, in Surah An-Nur, Allah describes himself as a source of bright light mm-hmm. right, for the believers. Um, there's a very, um, very uh, interesting, like a, a poetic verse in Surah An-Nur uh, where Allah describes how his light is like. Um, and uh, it's just, uh, and he also describes um, in other places in the Quran uh, that the Quran itself is is uh, light. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Allah says, like, "When Nur ladi anzana, the light that mm-hmm. we brought down, right? Yeah. And that's the that's the that's our holy book, that's the Quran itself. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, it, it makes perfect sense that you know by uh, listening to Allah's commands and uh, having faith in Him and, and doing good deeds, um, and uh, you know being connected to the Quran would give us that light on the day of judgment because because uh, you know that's the source of the light that's where the light's um, coming from. What is also very interesting here is that when that light is coming through us or coming through either our our chest or our heart or our limbs. Yeah, and by the right hands, the greeting will be good news. So, by by the right hands, light is coming through the right hand. No, is yeah. this what it says? Yeah, by the right hand. Yeah. So, right hand here is is also a sign for something else. It's when we take that pledge, when the when the covenant of Allah has been fulfilled. Clearly, we've sworn by our right hand. It's it's a testimony, I think. I mean, 
It's also the hand that you're holding your records with, you know, yeah. while you're while you're guided by the light and you're going to uh, your destination, to Jannah, to heaven, uh, paradise, you're holding, you know, your records. You're, yeah. you're holding the holy book. You're holding, you know, it's book a, of deeds. Yeah. So it's all, again, everything's connected and it's just amazing how Allah will just randomly drop this <laughs> reference to like light here and uh right hand here and then you read another surah and then all these little references just kind of click and make sense yeah. but in these verses there's a distinction so you do have the believers that did well in their life and they amassed huge amounts of light but then you have talks about the hypocrites right yeah so, so what's what, what what can we say about that so uh, the hypocrites, um, they're not going to have any light on the Day of Judgment, um, and neither will the disbelievers. But the, the focus of this passage is mainly on the hypocrites, mm. um, and um, they're, they're not going to have um, any light on the Day of Judgment, um, and they're going to basically be in pitch black darkness, and they're going to see this source of light uh, from, coming from the believers, and they're going to want to catch up to them to take some of their light. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, word used here is uh, in, in the verse um, is naftabis. Naftabis is basically like when when someone has a, a torch that's lit and you come along with a stick and you want to like take some of that fire mm -hmm. from the torch. And you're just borrowing some of that light, right? It's not going to like... You didn't earn it. You didn't earn you didn't it. Earn you, it. You, you didn't light that light. Yeah. You didn't actually create it or make it. Yeah, you yeah. didn't earn it. But like in in the eyes of the of the monafiqin uh, on the day of judgment, like they're going to be so desperate, they're just going to want to take some of that light, and they're gonna they're thinking you're just going to be like, oh, you know, we just want to borrow a little bit, you know, yeah. we want to get to 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 where you're going to. And I I just feel it's it's funny because there's one part. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? When they ask like, wait. Or, or, or wasn't I with you or yeah. weren't, weren't I with you it just gives you that sense of entitlement like you know because I was associated with you I should be able to yeah. kind of leech off of your deeds and borrow your the things yeah. you did and it's just <clears throat> it just shows you kind of it reminds me of the mentality of just people in general mm -hmm. now like you see people like that all the time that aren't earning the things that they're getting they're 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 leeching off of their or, or just us in general so it, it's interesting that how you know this kind of applies to us as people now that we we pray or we do little acts of worship mm -hmm. but we expect right away to be forgiven to make it to jannah right away to have our life easy, not to be tested as well, mm -hmm. and all these things just because we do very little deeds, um, and 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 in, and in general, um, obviously as Muslims we have we fall into that category. But I think more um, of the other religions that they only want to go to church per se once a week, and. That's it. You know, I go to church once a week. I should go to heaven. 
that mentality. They pay the priests. And so forth. Yeah. It happens in our religion too, and, you know, no, the ones that go to Jama'ah. I go to Jama'ah, that's it. I should fast, be able to make it to Jannah and I shouldn't be doing anything else. Yeah. But I want to say though, if you do only go to Jama'ah, continue to go to gym out. like you know because because i don't you're giving don't, a disclaimer <laughs> no I, I just don't i i don't because i feel like it can be you know discouraging if you have someone saying you know no, no, oh you can't just go on our mentality as people yeah yeah in general yeah in in, in this me verse, myself included we need to do more yeah deeds this this is oh, acquire gymnast for sure it's, it, you know oh yeah i mean me personally not doing a fraction of what I think I should be doing or it's just and yeah you're right and in, in your mind you expect a lot you know you yeah. Allah has already given you a lot but you're expecting more than yeah, what you already you have. What, you, what you already have is is like above and beyond you have yeah. life you have your exactly. breathing you know and even even so I mean uh, in many places I think most of the time maybe in a lot of the hadith too but Allah has actually already given us a place in Jannah. He uses the word which really translates to as being an inheritance. Mm -hmm. An inheritance is something that already belongs to us. So it's not that it's a privilege, it's it's ours for the taking, it's it's an inheritance, but um, the thing is, and actually this, this ayah, the, the, the 13th ayah mentions it at the end of it very clearly, uh, the, the translation says that there will be put up between them a wall so a wall will put it between them uh, and this this is also something that we can kind of come to understand that this wall is kind of the wall of our deeds the wall of our personality mm -hmm. uh, and personality I'm not talking about like our you know charismatic senses but like the personality meaning to be like the the nafs the, you know like mm -hmm. the, the personal shaitan that will incite us into doing these evil things or into more of a state of just kind of spiritual abstinence you know instead of that fervor instead of the want to start to do something that is going to generate and increase our light and in consequence bring us to to uh, away from the munafikin into a sense of being with the believers the movement and, and those of pure hearts mm -hmm. and um i also want to add that like uh you could be someone who who comes to pray, um, you know, in the masjid, all five prayers, all five daily prayers, for example, and you could still be a, uh, a monarchal. Because, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> talk about discouragement. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying... I'm just kidding. You were adjusted. What, what I'm saying is like... Um, is that like the the definition of munafiq is hypocrite, right? So like you present you present one fa one face to like the public that like oh, oh exactly. you're you're believing yeah. and like you're mm. doing everything that you can for uh, to worship Allah, and then like in private you're mm. doing something else entirely. So mm. you're violating your own faith. Um, so just you have to keep in mind that like you just be consistent in what you're doing and in your worship of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. The person that you present outwardly is the same person who you're supposed to you know try your best to be mm -hmm. when you know when you're by yourself and mm -hmm. remember that Allah is always watching and um and yeah. yeah this also I mean this is this is gets to a very uh a very difficult road for some people too 
um, we are we all are humans. Like yeah, we make mistakes. So we're the sons of Adam. Like we're we're born in in like the most uh, illusionary and deceptive world. I mean, this is the world of darkness for sure. Where there's fitna everywhere, and we're constantly being tested within us and without us. It's, it's it comes in both hands actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so you know it doesn't make you a hypocrite if you if you slip up. That's you know, true. It doesn't make you a hypocrite if you you know. It, I don't know what would be a good example. Hypocrisy. I mean, it, it has levels and degrees. Exactly. Like, yeah. I I think for somebody that makes an error, I wouldn't call them a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. But if that error is done consistently, exactly. then I think that and intentionally, and intentionally is yeah. the thing. But even intentionally too. I mean, like. No. <laughs> I mean, it, it depends, though. I mean, it, it depends on, on a degree, though. I mean... And why they're doing it. And why they're the doing reason. it. Yeah. 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 And I feel like when I when I read about the hypocrites in the Quran, specifically, it's almost always mentioned that they just were very deceiving. Like, they had very ill intentions. They were very deceiving. They, yeah. they um, pretended literally pretended to be something but it they actually didn't even believe in one god like yeah. that type of deception mm-hmm. that type of hypocr- hypocrisy yeah, yeah. is is the main one that i feel that is stressed in the quran yeah and i think that's what we need to focus a little bit on i know like some for personally myself and maybe some other brothers they uh they could be very hard on themselves and to focus on and like start to put their their own self underneath the the microscope and Mm -hmm. start to overanalyze and split the hairs as it were of like every thought and action or every word that they say but that doesn't that doesn't denote hypocrisy if somebody slips up yeah yeah so like here's the thing i mean like uh, we all we're all human we're all making mistakes right but um we shouldn't tell ourselves so let's say let's say you are uh you know you know you follow the religion like as closely as you can but there's this one deed this one bad deed that you just can't let go of right Mm -hmm. and like you consistently do it over and over again um and you're always after doing it you're always making tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like that's a good state to be in like even if you're doing something Mm -hmm. over and over again if you're making tawbah right away and you're asking for forgiveness right away Mm -hmm. um and you really want to change but, it, but, you know, uh, you keep on slipping up again. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, you know, he, He's merciful. He, he, he rewards us for the effort that we make. But if, if, for example, you said, like, if, for example, shaitan comes to you and says, you know what, you're, you're not, you're, you're consistently doing this bad deed mm. and doesn't look like you're changing anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, just yeah. embrace it and, you know, forget about it. Don't and it becomes it. like just normal you don't feel bad yeah. about it anymore if, if that <clears throat> happens that's that's a that's a problem mm-hmm. and so like even if you're doing everything else right in in the religion right and like but there's this one thing that that like consumes your life basically mm-hmm. this one bad deed that consumes your life um that that you're you're going to be held accountable for that on, on the day of judgment so just remember yeah. that like even when you slip up you have to go back and and ask for forgiveness. If you if you don't, that's putting yourself like on a on a bad road. Yeah. Um, and that's actually like 
one of the things that we're going to get to mm-hmm. um, here. Because um, in ayah number uh, 14, uh, one, the, uh, after, the, uh, after the hypocrites asked the believers, weren't we with you? The believers respond, yes, but you first put yourself on trial, uh, on trial and like uh, uh, where you tested your faith. Right. Yeah, you put it here like you had a lot of temptations. Yeah, a lot of you, temptations and yeah. and like um, you you were in situations where you know you um, where it was hard to to keep hold of your iman and not do bad deeds. Basically, like you surrounded yourself with bad company. For example, um, you Go went, to certain, like, went to certain places or situations areas. where you weren't supposed to be, um, and. And after that, so after you've, you've uh, put yourself in bad situations, the next thing that comes is وَطَرَبَّسْتُمْ Like you, you held off, right? You, like, you held off on, on seeking forgiveness from Allah mm-hmm. and, and you basically like, you're plotting for your own destruction that way by holding off from asking for forgiveness uh, from Allah. You're putting yourself down a bad path. And, and the thing we're supposed to... Um, really acknowledge is that the very fact that we're living right now is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and an opportunity for us to, to ask for forgiveness. Yeah, every day. Every day and every single living every second. Um, because, and, and and sometimes you might think to yourself, uh, like, let's say you're alone and you think no one's watching and you want to do this bad deed, for example. You might think to yourself, oh, you know, I'm just going to do this bad deed and, you know, later maybe I'll... Uh, ask forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he'll forgive me, right? That's like a calculated <laughs> repentance. That, yeah. that, doesn't, that doesn't fly because, because you don't know when you're going to die. That's ignoring, completely ignoring the fact that in the middle of you doing that bad deed, yeah. you could drop dead. I think, right? you think calculated repentance. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's, there's something actually really truthful about that in the sense that uh, I think it was Ibn Qayyum, uh, or was it Ibn Jawzi? I know I think it was Qayyum that that spoke about you know the the person that actually do that kind of premeditated yeah. like disobedience is actually more uh, guilty yeah, because, because they're of having like, having deliberately went against what they should know and to enter into that sinful act itself than somebody that just accidentally by by um compulsion yeah. falls into it because you know because you can do something and like do it because maybe it's just you yeah. have this urge and you just can't fight it and you can feel so terrible about it then you can make repentance yeah. but then the calculated one is like, you know, I'll just make repentance. I'll be fine. You know, because that's <laughs> that's how it works. Like you know, I'll pay the, I'll yeah. Right. Okay. It's all right. I'll do this, and I'll. You know, if that that thought process in general is just a, a fail process. It's like a yeah. fail mentality. Yeah. But, but I guess it goes back to the individual. Yeah. Um, because I guess if you kind of put it to two personalities, one who is a believer at heart, uh, he's it. A true believer, and one who's just, yeah, he wants to get everything to be good. He wants to get the worldly, and he wants to get the hereafter. Yeah. But he's not really a believer, and I think that's that's mm-hmm. the difference. Yeah, I think so. With a believer, even quote unquote, he does a calculated tawbah, and he does he goes for 
whatever sin it might be, he will automatically, inside his heart, he will feel bad for what he did. And he'll sure. make true tawbah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Versus someone who is going to make a calculated tawbah yeah. or sin, sinful act and then say, yeah, I'll just make tawbah. And his tawbah is completely out of um, just gaining, quote-unquote, the hereafter because he wants to get the perks yeah. of both. So, yeah, there are conditions for tawbah. Like, yeah. One of those conditions is that it has to be sincere. sincere. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so you can't just, after doing a sin, be like, oh, astaghfirullah, and you know, that's it. It's, yeah. You can't do that. And actually, I think, by the way, you, you bring up a really good point, too, because, you know, we, we talk about wasatiyah, how Islam is like wasatiyah, the, the, middle, the, the middle path, mm-hmm. right? Um, there have been some fatwa as well as that it would be better for you to actually engage in the sin if, that, if repressing it will throw you into more sin. You know, it, it's in the sense that you have to choose the lesser of two evils. Yeah, yeah I mean, this is under like certain dire. And that's like, yeah, that's only like, yeah, dire consequences. This is not just walking down the street. And, and those doing this. consequences. I have to do this. And those consequences, more often than not, happen when you put yourself in situations where you could only choose between like yeah. the lesser of two evils. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm. I mean, I'm only mentioning this because it's like. There's there's a point that we have to say okay well you know we have to be compassionate. Don't eat the bacon. Yeah no that's that's one. I mean that's not even in today's world like come on like yeah if you're forced to eat bacon you're you're (laughs) and eating pork or haram things you're definitely put yourself in a in a horrible situation. To me that's like one of the like the core. Uh, I, uh, ideas or subjects of this of these ayat is that we as people are constantly putting ourselves in uh, harder positions for sure. to to get out of. Exactly. For example, uh, and, and, and there's so many examples, but surrounding yourself with good company. We often surround ourselves. Me speaking my, about myself and, and others that we surround ourselves with people who we know may, they might curse, they might... Um, Talk about undesirable uh, yeah. circumstances. And yeah, whatever, whatever it might be. And then we, you know, like the Sallallahu said, the hadith about the, the perfume seller and the... the the, the, the glass... Uh, not the, the metal... The, the, the metal like the ironsmith the ironsmith yeah. who, who you're gonna you're gonna get the good out of the perfume seller and you're gonna get the bad out of the iron uh, smith or metal smith. yeah, this, yeah. And this, and the smell of it I guess and, and it's just like that eventually you're gonna fall into the trap of oh this guy's doing such and such I'll just do it and, and you won't you won't make that decision that I will start talking the same but you want you think you can handle being, it yeah as human beings I think it's our ego fit. like we just oh, feel sure. like our ego really makes us feel like we're we're kind of like stronger than we are yeah. <laughs> but the whole I, the whole nature of the ego is to be you know ceaselessly self-deceiving yeah you know, you're, and you're it's just yourself. it's just like you're it's like you're going to your own destruction yeah you know you can't you know when you get to a certain point a point of no return it's just 
you know, you're going to do it because you're in that situation. So yeah. it's, we just yeah. deceive ourselves. And the, in the, in the ayat that you read, I don't know which one, I think it was 14 or 13 yeah. talked about the shaitan, you know, he was deceiving you. So on top of you being in the situation, on top of you maybe not being strong enough, or your iman, your faith not actually being strong enough in that moment, you also have the the shaitan, Satan, deceiving you at the same time. Yeah, but also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, uh, I forgot what uh, surah, he mentions that there, there were people living um, under oppression and, and under um, uh, religious prosecution and they chose they chose to stay there and they come on the day of judgment saying well we were oppressed and their tawbah or their their plea is not going to be accepted because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said this earth is vast and you could have moved around so that, I mean I'm, I'm not saying that we're living in a bad environment we are but the whole world is a bad environment at this point but, but what I'm saying is uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to accept our plea to say hey you know every every Friday night I have to go with my co-worker to this bar and after a while I started drinking with them so I was no. just at that situation I couldn't do anything about it you know but no I mean for and so sure. on and so forth but yeah. that's just but we give ourselves a lot of excuses yeah we do we do and, but I mean there's also I and mean, I'm just only here playing the devil's advocate because just in case if there are people listening that are like you know like the shaitan the, the shaitan <laughs> but, but like say for example like it does it also not depend on somebody's like inner stamina like their inner strength like something so small could be a mountain for somebody else like for me not going out on a Friday night I have is not going to be an issue for you. But for <laughs> you're here with us at Max. Exactly. Okay. Well, I'm, just, I'm, just saying, uh, I'm just saying, like, going to the bar with my coworkers to see that I can get ahead in the, in the company. Yeah. Like, that could be a very, like, you know, enticing thing for somebody. Like, oh, if I can just apply myself to these people after work, maybe they can see who I am and I can get ahead in the company. And whatever the reason, it's an excuse for sure. But for that one person, though, that might be, like... That might be like a very huge and pressure. And even like, you know, yeah, my... It's a pressure, but I don't know. Like in my, yeah, my profession, I, like teaching, it's a it's like a known thing. Like, uh, yeah, they, sure. they, you know, uh, af after school or whatever, weekends, a lot of teachers, they meet up and go to bars and stuff. Cool. And teachers. sometimes it can be, it could be a lot of pressure because... You don't want to always be that guy that's always saying no, no, yeah, no. And then when you go to work, you're not, you're not like, not cool. the, you're not, not that you're not cool, but you're not the colleague. About yourself. Yeah, I'm not you're cool, not definitely. Cool. <laughs> you're not the colleague, right? So just, and I'm sure this happens in a lot of office jobs and things like that, where a lot of coworkers, they'll go out. But, um, but the, I mean, that we have to kind of go back. These are the social pressures. Yes, yeah. and, and we but can't, it, but they're real can't pressures. Our, yeah, but no. we and, also and, need and the and the the average. I'm. I want. I would bet that the average. Well, we can't bet because we know the the average Muslim living in the West or America. They have a lot of these things that we're talking about. A lot of these oh, pressures sure. that they and face. Again, it's America. social pressures. Yeah, but we uh, we have. We, the can, we can't dilute our, ourselves. 
and and what we stand for. And I think just to conform with what society is doing right. and what everyone is that, accepting, quote unquote, accepting. So that's true. But then going back off of the Shahid's point is not everyone has that strong of a of faith or that strong to 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 think that way to have that self determinate that self confidence that's, that's, that's where we need to go back to the ninth ayah to remind make ourselves. sure you're around a company <laughs> that people that you know have like you know hobbies like minds uh, so you're not put in those situations yeah. and you know, and it's out. a reminder, you know, when you sit with a group of mu'mins and Muslims and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those mu'mineen, you constantly get reminders and, and you strengthen yourself, uh, you strengthen one another of what we should be doing on our daily uh, lives and throughout the week. Um, and, and it's important. A lot of times us as Muslims... Um, in the community, we kind of seclude ourselves and we kind of just tend to, you know, just stick to going to the masjid once a week or going a couple times of the week, but not really getting to you definitely you know, need, a small group. You definitely need some, in this life, you need a little support group. group. Yeah, you need, you need something that keeps you on track, you know, right. friends that are going through life just like you are and... You yeah, could yeah. share your things together, you know, your little lives and your struggles. And, and we We're talked about this. Hey, we, we need that. Yeah, and we talked about this so many times that you should have a group of friends or group of people that kind of give you that strength and and rely on them and, and others. But all, but don't just rely on a one sheikh that you watch or one imam that you look up to just watch his lectures because yeah. as humans you know we've talked about this so many times yeah. in our podcast but as humans we tend to make mistakes and if you're just following that one person or that group of shiu for imams and they make certain mistakes sometimes that will affect the person greatly and and it will kind of send him the other way of what everything he believed in, and, and yeah, and that's followed. a whole nother yeah, it's a whole nother topic. And we did talk about if you look, I, I don't know what episode, but we talked celebrity about the, the celebrity yeah, mams. Yeah, yeah. We really went in depth about that, and the Hamza Yusuf one. We went and kind of talked about that as well, you know. But um, you know, thank you for bringing this topic up. I think it was really insightful. Um, any final? things about it there's uh, just uh, a couple of final things that i wanted to mention okay um, uh, one was that so uh we mentioned really the first two steps of this process that the munafiqun had to go through in order to become um, um there's still uh another word wartabtum, mm-hmm. um, in ayah number 14 like they doubted they they started doubting their faith okay. after they after they put themselves in bad situations and they mm. uh, delayed making uh, asking for forgiveness for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, they started doubting their faith. So, it, um, and uh, maybe some people listening to the podcast are at that point where mm. they're starting to like doubt. You know, is Islam the right religion or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, uh, these rules are too hard for me. Or yeah, whatever. and uh, just think 
just think to yourself, like, where is that doubt coming from? Like, is that doubt coming from the fact that, like, you've surrounded yourself with people who weren't exemplifying the religion in the first place? Mm -hmm. And so you just wanted an, an escape to, like, uh, to better fit in with that group of people? Mm -hmm. Or is this coming from, like, actual actual you uh like looking through the literature like comparing christianity islam and judaism like in a more scholarly mm -hmm. uh fashion and actually like seriously looking at the points uh of uh, similarities and differences between the religions and doing this in-depth comparison and more often than not like uh you you could have doubts simply just from like a you know a societal um like uh, from a societal uh, pressure or or like you want to like fit in yeah but like your religion is kind of holding you back so in that case you need to take a step back and think to yourself okay I, I, where are my doubts coming from yeah and can i change the group of people around me to you know you know take that step back and and, and go back uh, closer to what i'm supposed to be doing as a muslim right mm. and the next thing after that uh, after doubting is so like your um the uh, your hopes and dreams for for this dunya like they they um overtook your thoughts mm -hmm. and now you're just like thinking about okay how much wealth am i gonna make um uh, how beautiful is my spouse going to be mm -hmm. things like things that are materialistic that don't that like you can still have like a bunch of wealth you could still have like um uh, a lot of uh kids for example mm -hmm. and like um have a nice looking car and things of that sort but they're, they're not supposed to really enter and control your heart right they're supposed to just be kind of pleasures for this world yeah you know that kind of help you get through life you yeah. know and allah mentions that in the quran you know the how children and and all these things are just kind of i forget the exact wording but they're kind of just was it adornments? Adornments, yeah. Yeah. Adornments. yeah. Just just like there to, to kind of make life sweeter, right? Yeah. I have um so yeah, that's how that's how Allah is kind of telling us about that. So you're right, like sometimes that's all we think about. Sometimes like, you know, I have two kids. Sometimes I'm thinking about them or most of the time I'm thinking about them twenty four seven, you know? Yeah. So it's just how do you balance, you know? There's there's a uh, there's a, actually a hadith in uh, Bukhari, and um, I don't I don't know who I forgot who it was narrated by, but the um, the idea of it was that um, you know the the Rasulullah sallallahu um, he 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 drew this square and he had taken uh, a, a line and extended it from inside the square to outside. And from the line going inside the square, he draws all these smaller, smaller lines going down. And what that represented, I guess, was that that line that, that, that started from the center of the square and extended beyond to the outside of the square uh, represented the, the life of a man, the life of a human being. Mm. And the square itself was uh, encompassing that life because death is mm. essentially on each side of us yeah. and within all those smaller lines coming from that one solid line is all of the trials all of the desires all of the pleasures that exist within within this enclosed existence yeah. so 
to me, and I was thinking about that, I was reflecting upon it. You know, the, the whole idea is that we, we have to we have to constantly remind ourselves that this is this is a temporary state. It's, mm-hmm. it's transitory. Everything around us it, it marks that the, the sense of transitoriness. You know, it, it's nothing here is permanent. Everything is changing. The, the the mere fact that we have a concept called time is because of its its transitory nature. When we consider our lives and know that it, it originates somewhere else, where there's no, where there, where there, the whole idea of time, it's a different concept. It it really has to draw our attention away from being so deceived by all of the the glitter and the gold and the and the glamour that this life is throwing at us. Because the more that you become invested in in attaining this material status and I'm not saying if, if it's within your reach go for it but if you're exchanging your religion for it if you're swapping out your principles just so you can have that extra five hundred dollars or that you know some some average joke yeah. <laughs> can like you you know you've, you've done go yourself a major hour. disservice or go to a happy hour yeah, yeah. You, you've sold something that is so precious something that I, I think that even, I mean, I don't like to make claims or anything, but the majority of Muslims don't realize the, the importance of the struggle that we're actually facing. If they did, I think that they would see that, you know, look, it's just, it's just a thing and it will go away. And what I have to chase or what I have to actually work for is an existence, is a reality that will be perpetuated beyond this, this square, beyond yeah, the square. Yeah, we just have to the, keep... We individually just have to always remind ourselves, like you said, just keep reminding ourselves, keep connected with the Quran. I mean, you know, yeah, read it as much as possible. Uh, I mean, it's it's really tough. <laughs> it's just tough in general out here. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we are being pulled for sure from so many different angles, but... And it's easy to easy to fall in, you yeah. know. It's easy to slip up and, and just get sucked sucked in you know when it comes to this the the lifestyle just your day-to-day life Um, when you start working you know there's there's people that are just consumed with work or consumed with life or and that's normal it's not i would say majority majority of people are probably consumed oh yeah i mean they have no it's 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 where the whole concept of the rat race came from you know you're just always we're just always on the go always have to get the next dollar um so bottom line is just always trying to check yourself and check ourselves and i'm talking to myself too. remind ourselves um that we want to just keep increasing those deeds so we can increase those that light when it comes down to judgment day when we have to be guided towards a destination we need the we need that light we don't want to be the people begging for light yeah. so yeah. And even these specific ayahs, uh, there's just so much more that we can cover into and yeah. we have not we literally we literally spent the, these ayat even we can spend hours and hours talking Yeah, we spent about almost this. an hour just on those four ayahs, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and like I said, we still have not done justice. Uh, yeah, not even not even close, but Zakala um, khair for helping us out with this topic. I think it was and, great. And I urge everyone to, you know, dig 
more deeper into these ayat. It's um, there's there's so many lessons that we can uh, extract out of these texts. And, and you can feel like if if you're with friends and we talk, you could feel. I mean, at least for me, like you can feel the light starting to grow. I mean, it's through your mind or, or something that, but at least that you're thinking about these things. Mm-hmm. And because thought is the first plane of action, and you develop a sincere and noble thought, and for sure, with patience, your deeds will follow it. That's where it begins. You have to transform that in it. Well, thank you again for for you guys joining me, and thanks for listening, everyone. if you're new to this podcast, you know, we, we try to drop every single week. Um, sometimes we'll miss a week here and there, but for the most part, we try to drop every single week. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, I mean, Google Play Music. What else? Stitcher, you know, Stitcher. all that. Stitcher? Yeah, Stitcher is like a... I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it's a big podcast thing. SoundCloud, uh, SoundCloud obviously. You know, please subscribe if you want to get notifications. Go on Facebook at S American Views, Twitter at S American Pod, Instagram, which we're not too active on, uh, at S American Views, but hopefully we'll have some stuff up there. But um, yeah, follow us and keep you know keep connected. If you have comments, any anything you want us to talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, anything you want us to talk about, just. Um, message us on SoundCloud or any any of these platforms that you can actually message. Um, Jazakallah khair and salamu alaikum.